hello hello welcome back to the we need to talk club podcast we are here still with our girlfriend talking girlfriend series this is actually a last episode before a good intermission because we have a surprise for you as we move forward in our podcast um you won't know the surprise until the surprise comes so keep listening but for now hi guys we are on season three episode um 24 and 25 i believe the last two episodes in which tony is getting married so let's introduce ourselves we shall go to the west coast first hello all this is esther so excited for 2023 it's going to be a better 2021 (laughs) whatever we're now gonna go to south jersey and i'm sticking with it it's talisa talisa hey y'all that's it that's all stop hating I will continue to hate. Um, and now we're going to go to Central Jersey. I was about to go Mid-Jersey. <laughs> Please introduce yourself, madam. Hey, y'all. It's Ari. Hey, Ari. And last, almost last, because I'm last, we're going to go to South of the country. Please introduce yourself if you can, my love. What do you do, Shawdays? If she oh. came and she came in full gangster. And and now I will introduce myself, Tamaya. So I'm okay with being last introduced. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. So ladies, I don't think we need to break this up into two episodes like we normally do because it was essentially one long episode. Um, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, I actually think we should go in order of friends uh, ending on tony or joan whichever we end up but let's go should we start with well first off show of hands show of something should we talk about william as one of the friends in this episode no no can we get a recap please (laughs) (laughs) it's a wedding what is the recap it's a wedding because i watched the episode six weeks ago in so this episode give, of the oh, wet, sorry. You want me to get a recap? Sure. All right. So the first part of the episode starts with uh them talking. Oh, them talking about how Tony was scared or whatever, and Tony asked Joan to be there. I'm scared, but just be there. Cut to Joan. Gets into it with Ellis about him not telling her uh, about Sylvia, the baby mom's, being in the same movie that he's in and also having a love scene with her. Uh, They have a big fight. She's supposed to be at the the wedding site, whatever, the building that they have to spend the night before the wedding um, the very next day. The very next day, he shows up at her her house talking about how he's so sorry. He makes a grand gesture, um, tells her to come. That she goes late for, you know, late for the whole festivities. Tony's mad. They make up. Then she gets mad at Ellis. Tells Tony she got to leave to make up with Ellis. Comes back. Tony get mad at her. (laughs) Kicks her out the wedding. 
kicks uh, Ellis to the curve. Was that after? That was before. Kicks Ellis to the curve, makes up with Ellis, only to to break up with Ellis again, try to go back, get kicked out the wedding, yes. And then mm. after getting kicked out the wedding, she comes back to the wedding. <laughs> Tony allows her to Sound be in insane. It. It, it's a lot. It is a lot. Her uh Tony and uh what's his name? What's the short man doctor? What's his name? Hey. Todd, Todd, Todd. 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 Yeah, that her one. Todd that had one. a fight. In the midst of this, um, Lynn is fighting with Savard about uh her little, you know, her past situation with William. Um Maya being hot in the pants <laughs> with Tony's brother. Seriously. Um Yeah, is she on? <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, uh, the wedding ensues. The wedding happens. A whole hot mess. Hot mess. Just breaking up, getting back together, friendships, relationships. Whole All the things that they could pack into a two-episode special they did. So my question, right, if we're starting off with friends, I will try to start off with William. So in these episodes, William ends up being the go-to for all of the mm. men in his girlfriend's lives in which they all kind of seek him out to try to understand the women that they are in relationships with. You have Ellis seek him out. Well, actually, oh my gosh, all of them. Because Savad, yep. Savad first seeks him out to talk to him about Lynn um, because he thinks they might have a relationship undertone situation going on. Then you have Ellis actually seek out William in regards to Joan. And then you have Todd seek out William in regards to um, um, Tony. So I guess my question to you ladies is, is it, is it, did you also catch or is it interesting? And do you even agree that there needs to be some level of translator, at least in um, heteronormative mm -hmm. relationships? Like the fact that like, I feel like I feel like women are, uh, can easily talk to women and men feel like they need to easily talk to men. Like they had all the girlfriends that they could have reached out to, but they didn't necessarily go to a girlfriend to get the skinny mm -hmm. on their mate. They went to the male perspective, almost looking for a bit of a, I feel like a trans, like a translation well, of, do you understand what's happening here? Cause sorry, I know your question really does there need to be some sort of translator or is the question why do they feel the need to go to the man and not the woman? Which everyone fits your fancy to answer, actually. Well, because I know I don't know how many times I've even told all of you that good gosh, oh, it's a rocking chair. Good gosh, it's so much easier <laughs> <laughs> to be around and with my ladies. Like I feel like when I talk to my husband. I feel like so many times it feels like we're both talking at a wall and we're trying to find the little gap in between to understand each other personally. And to that, I say easier this is a very... Whichever you feel like answering in the simplest way. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I am, or trying to anyway. Because what this question or this scenario posit is gender essentialism and i don't think that that's what's happening i feel like to me mm -hmm. this is a big example of how we are socialized 
you know, through and by gender in our society. Because a lot of things, like, I do personally believe that there, you know, either through our socialization or is it like biological? I'm not sure yet. Um, there are some differences on how we approach the world in our perspective of it, right? As men and women. Um, and to me, for me, the reason why I will feel more comfortable going to my, you know, girlfriends about perhaps like a guy issue, it's more that I feel like, no, we've, for the most part, like we've had this rapport or you can see it from my perspective, usually not because necessarily you as a woman inherently is better at understanding my emotion or whatever, is that inherently as a woman, we have a common lived in experience where you know what it's like or have lived um, being treated by a man, being dismissed in the workplace as a woman, the kind of all these things that like are not, are not because you are a woman, but it's because you experience them as a woman, if that makes sense. Or it the does. I definitely see that point. Um, I still do believe, though, probably that opposite piece as well, though, that it's also some other stuff. I can't prove it, but I do also believe that there's well, that. The other thing that I was going to say is that in um, doing couples therapy with my partner, who is, you know, a cisgendered man, um, I per for example, I purposely when I was looking for a counselor for us, I purposely um looked for men because to me it was like it would be easier for him to hear things coming from a guy than a woman because of the because, lived experiences because of that lived experience or or using again. And I've seen it, you know, in our counselor where he'll describe situations, uh, you know, in his, you know, experience and it will resonate a lot with my partner. Okay. You know? So I'm seeing a couple of things here. I'm seeing well, that there is like, I definitely believe it's some type of underlying emotional base, something within yeah. our, and that's what I'm saying, like, within our genders. Right. But I also see what you're saying by just live experiences because that's already kind of applied on us because of our genders but we both at the end of the day find that because of that one thing or the other there is some version of translating <laughs> i feel like that happens whereas when the man says something to your husband he's like ah it comes out like abc whereas if a woman or you do it it's like gfbda two three and eight well and 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 yeah, like, like, and that's what I mean by that. I think about a lot because for me, the question comes to personally, right? So for me, I'll be honest, is that is is he like my partner? Is he more responsive to that male counselor because they have that shared lived-in experience, or is it because of sexism where he he um 
he's more receptive to a man telling him something than mm-hmm. a woman telling him something. And how do we find out what is the difference? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What about the rest of you ladies? Anybody? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Esther. Go ahead. You had another point. But to, um, you know, girlfriends particularly and sort of that phenomenon of men going to men for things. On one hand, I'm like, hey, right, again, you might feel more comfortable sharing with your boys about, you know, romantic issues or just any type of issues. The way that I, I, like I shared, I feel more comfortable going to my girlfriends first on certain things, right? Mm -hmm. At the same token, though, I've seen this a lot in men where women will tell them, for example, hey, it will be great if you um, brought me flowers, for example, right? It'll be great if you brought me flowers. And then they will not do it. But then a guy telling them, hey, women might like flowers. <laughs> They'll do it. And then be like, oh, well, women never tell us what they want. It's like, we literally tell you, but you perfectly, <laughs> you know. And it's also on the other end, correct? Because I would say, personally, me, if Philip had, you know, one girlfriend and um, like in a friend way and three male friends and I wanted to understand him, I would likely go to the guy. And I don't know if that's me as a woman thinking that route, you know what I mean? Or if it's some underlining societal thing that has been embedded in me, but I I would go to the guy because I want to understand the guy. And I feel like I can understand both guy and girl language. Whereas I feel like the guy, <laughs> I feel like he just takes in the guy version of the language. Or like Esther was saying, how she thought of, let's get a male counselor because I can understand a male and female perspective in this relationship or in counseling form. Whereas I feel like you husband may really get the best benefit out of the guy. So it's almost like, we're um bilingual in in regards to our my translation argument versus the opposite sex in a hetero situation what do you know there's definitely something to that like women say something and i swear to god it goes in one ear and right out the other and it's like okay did you hear what i said like or no did you actually comprehend what I just said but Mm -hmm. literally someone could say or a male could say the same thing I said and I guess what they deemed simpler terms and it's like okay I got it (laughs) I I just said the same shit (laughs) he don't have respect for a woman like because because uh his dad hold on hold on a second they're being very rude Okay, so I don't. <laughs> so I, I hear what Kim was saying too, but I don't know if it's like, like a respect thing. In my in my situation, my husband was raised in a household where it was very traditional. So I don't think back in the day they really respected women's opinions at all. So I think that a lot of them honestly don't. I'm. They love their significant others but I don't think that they respect their significant others opinions as being more significant than a man's 
even though the man does say the same thing a lot of times. Agree. Like I'll say, I'll say, you'll listen to your friends before you listen to me. Mm. Mm. And, and I don't even know. Up. It's like it's kind of like to uh, I don't want to use this. And <laughs> uh, well, it's kind to me like kind of like you know racism, <laughs> but you don't really know you're racist. Is that an extreme no, friend? That yes, sexist <laughs> that you don't know you're sexist. Absolutely. Like that, I feel like, like a lot that, of us know like, a lot of things, but yes, no, that too. And it's not say we're perfect, but yes. Sexism. Yes. I have okay, quick example, which I think all of you have related to at one point or another as grown independent um women. Um we have a food truck. It has been in the shop for some time. Philip my husband coordinated the relationship with this guy who is the mechanic. But as the, the truck has been fixed for months now, so he calls with almost like weekly or biweekly reports, my aunt who owns the truck, who's paying the bills for the truck to be fixed and who wants the updates, um, has made herself known, has her phone number with the mechanic, all these things. For some reason, the mechanic to this day, like today, calls my husband to tell him about the updates to the truck and the cost and all the things. And my husband, you know, he'll talk with him, but then he's like, okay. And um, yeah, so I guess I'll tell my my aunt. And so he'll call. So he's like the middleman. And my yes. aunt today was like, why doesn't he just call me? I'll tell you. I'm yes. the one and signing I, and I don't his even check. Want it to I don't even want it to be like, you know, we're putting men down in any form no, or fashion, but I've literally no. had this happen to me. Like, okay, we're buying a car, right? Mm -hmm. And like my husband, he's, he's asking some questions. I'm asking some questions, but then when, you know, whenever he's answering the questions, he's referring to my husband and I'm just like, you do understand that if I don't sign off on this, this car is not getting bought, right? Like, okay. who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> like, who are, who are you really talking to? You know what I'm saying? Like, that has literally happened. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's it's so strange. Like, now that we're having this conversation, like, all these things are popping up. Oh, gosh. I know. And I think, <laughs> and, I, and I don't believe that he is out here trying to be that way, the, the mechanic. He's a very nice guy. But I know you how to have fix to the step problem. in. I know how to fix the mechanic in. problem. Well, girl, we'll talk about it later. Next, next time he calls Phil, yeah, Phil, tell Phil, do not even listen to him. You have <laughs> to have. You know how we want white people to advocate for us. Mm hmm. Oh, the men have to advocate for us. Yes, he has to put his foot down and say no. This you is need to call right this thing. person. You have to call this person, and I'm not going to listen to anything else. Like he has to advocate because, like yes. I said. No, I get it. I had to I had to insert myself in between a contractor and a and a landlord recently as they were trying to talk to my father. And I literally had to step in between the three men and be like, actually, this window was cracked and that needs to be fixed and this, that and a third. And also, I think this would be the best idea for da, 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 da. And they were giggling at first. And then they were just like, oh, that that is a good. Yes, it's a good idea. And yes, I'm the only girl here, but I can say that anyway, we're not going to get deep. But the point is. It just it's fascinated me episode. that all the, I know the whole episode, this yeah, fascinated me and I loved Esther's um, point of view as well, but that this is the route they all were taking to try to get some insight into the women that they were with. Um, Lisa, do you have anything else before we move on to the next friend? 
Nope. Girl, give me a signal, girl. I was trying to get my finger off the mute button or put it on the mute button. Oh, I. Um, I was going to say I see this every day at work. Never fails. All the time. Um, and secondly, uh, yeah, William was at the right place at the right time in all those scenarios too. And the fact that he has a close relationship with the girls too, he can mansplain. Mansplain. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is literally where it has come from, where it's been birthed. Um, so now we're going to move on to, let's talk about my, uh, Lynn. Yeah, let's talk about Lynn. So Lynn um, runs into a situation in which I think we've talked about this before in this show, where there's an ultimatum that is brought up um, between, what's his name again, Lisa? Savad. Savad and mm-hmm. Lynn are together, but still celibate and whatnot. And basically, Savad is feeling a way that Lynn is so close with William, who was her ex-sex buddy. So he's having an issue in which he's like, I don't really feel comfortable with you living in this house with him. And so he gives her an ultimatum to choose the house with William or him, the relationship with him, because he's not comfortable with their closeness in the space. Um, we find out later within the episodes that Lynn kind of has a ultimatum. She kind of proposes to survive as well because she doesn't have sex with him. She believes that the poetry is the intimacy and the, the thing that keeps her going and thriving in the relationship. Finds out that he actually wrote a beautiful poem for Tony and Todd and gets completely jealous and decides to tell him, you know, basically, it's I, you, you, you only do this poetry for me or not. So they both end up giving each other interesting ultimatums what were you guys' thoughts on that first off especially the whole ah actually i have to say on the surface it seemed like savad was tripping but if i take savad out and insert me in (laughs) i might be with savad it all goes back to when we said you know that they weren't suited for each other right because I totally res- not respect, but like I, him setting up a what I see it as a boundary, or, because I don't see it as an ultimatum so much as like a boundary, mm. is great. But we have to remember boundaries are for us. They cannot limit other people's actions and behaviors. Come on, therapy. Um, sorry. So Ooh, that was in nice. that way, in that way, right? <laughs> I think it was a matter of him reframing and I don't feel comfortable. So I um, would, you know, break up with you if this is not, you know, again, it has to be like N-word. It cannot be like, you cannot do this. Mm. It has to be, I am celibate. You knew this coming in. um, And I don't feel comfortable with being with someone who still lives with their ex um, sex partner. What do you think might be a compromise or a way of resolving this? And Mm -hmm. one of the options has to be we break up. No, but it has to be like on you. It cannot, again, like it doesn't, it cannot be you leave, you leave him or not in that way. Mm-hmm. At the same token, though, again, because they're so ill-suited for each other. They really are. You cannot, 
you know, as Lynn did, you cannot tell somebody, don't do this to that's so integral to you as a person. Yes. I need you to pause your art and only focus it on me. Yeah. Mm Because that's the only thing that's keeping me going in our relationship. That was incredibly wild. And and, and it's it's one of those feel like the only way I could see them staying as a couple is if they opened it up. Mm. They had some sort of ethical non-monogamy, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I could see that. Lynn would be for it. I think. <laughs> I think she would. <laughs> right. Anybody else have any thoughts on this before we move on to the next friend about these ultimatums or boundaries that were set unreasonable or unreasonable or not by I these don't... two individuals? I don't think <laughs> problem with the boundary of you can't live with this person I don't think that's a problem it's if if you are starting a committed relationship where y'all are going to be together I mean I would have a problem with my significant other living with someone that they smushed before okay smushed <laughs> I love it okay. well, well I have a problem with that all I'd be like... thinking about I would come over and just hang out, and all I'll be just thinking about is just y'all just canoodling together. I'm not doing that. We're not Especially doing, if I, I see you on a twister boy. Exactly. <laughs> but that's and I think, but well, I think like that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to like press is that this mm. is a you problem. It's not a them problem, right? It's a well, you problem. Well, but if problem. we're in a relationship, if we're in a relationship, but, that's right. What, you're saying that's this is a vibe problem, not a Lynn and, no, and William no, problem. That's yeah. what I'm saying. If it's if if we are in a relationship, you know that I'm very monogamous or whatever. And I'm very monogamous. Because I am. <laughs> if we're in a relationship, then I should have the right to say, you've had sex with this person. I, like, first of all, if we're in a new relationship, I don't know if you're going to have sex with them again. Oh, not the next turn. Not the no, next no. And, and again, and again, right? For me, it's 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 it needs to be like a reframing. Is that you are uncomfortable with it because you don't have that trust in yet? And again, that's super valid. That is extremely valid. But what we're not gonna do is throw an ultimatum because in ultimatums you have to be willing to walk away. But yeah, you are. You are in a relationship. You have non-negotiables. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, so I think it's it's about telling them, hey, this doesn't sit well with me. But yeah, I'll be willing to walk away. She yeah. be, but yes. she cannot be like, she cannot be like, you cannot do this. I, if you would like to be with me, this is not comfortable with me. So you're gonna have yeah. to move out, or we ain't gonna be together. Yes, I'm okay with that. Yeah, good. Yes. I think I think Lynn had an opportunity to be very honest with him. Oh, from the very like beginning opportunities okay <laughs> like episodes ago all right she had an opportunity to be honest mm-hmm. with him she was not okay with being celibate not at all like no she's not like and she's yeah, still like, not she she's using poetry is a cheap placeholder for what mm-hmm. she really really wants yeah yes and so I now think- you've opened the door to all these other things i want to use it as a jumping jumping board because I I've done this for sure in my you know past relationships and I feel like that is very common when you are younger or you know starting out in um your relationship romantic relationship journey 
is to really convince yourself and rationalize for yourself things that are, as Kima shared with us, you know, non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. And I see that a lot more in women than in men, where we'll be like, oh, well, I, 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 I can reverse him having, you know, bad breath because of x y and z oh i can you know <laughs> i can i can make it through him not making money you know or making me always pay because of x y and z like all this and that we like rationalize when we know deep down like they are actually suffocating us mm-hmm. you know that's and- right the paperwork is signed the kids are had shut your ass up sometimes it's too late for some of us we don't need to go that deep down it is never too late we are signed up for funky feet we already signed up obviously right you as with as with any sort of relationship between two people no matter romantic or otherwise right you're gonna have to mesh together right and there will be some things that will always be sort of pet peeves or just like you know kind of irk your certain way that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about non-negotiables and if one of your non-negotiables is i need sex i need like you know physical like penetrative sex oh, oh. like <laughs> and you know this about I, wanted see, I want to see what other words she would come up the episode with. we talk about the rose <laughs> <laughs> what other words she would come up with to make it that clear? Penetrative penis in China. <laughs> this thing inside, in and out with a consistent, good rhythm. Type of. And that is a non negotiable for you. Like, that you'd have to, like, you know, you, you have to walk away it yeah. you have to walk away if you're not being served that if you are religious and you met with somebody who is not religious you have to walk away like those are things that will impact you so much they're not little things that you can you know live with for for example like you know i can live with my partner 40 he might not like me sharing this but like you know he's a hoarder does he get on <laughs> my skin every time he does it you betcha <laughs> but like it's one of those things that for me right it's gonna be a pet peeve but it's not a non-negotiable versus like having somebody who is a democrat like that is a non-negotiable i cannot do anything else <laughs> <laughs> right. you know what i mean like those are enough. like i know about myself girl it's <laughs> that feeling like you're stuck like yes. you have nothing like there's no matter which way you go, like you just feel like, oh, well, if I leave this person, then this, if I like, you're making excuses constantly about why you cannot leave this situation. Like, right. And so, that's what I was talking about earlier in that mini um, episode, which again, I don't know if it's coming out before this or after, <laughs> but listen <laughs> out for it, guys. Um, I will call it the Glennon Doyle one, listen out for it. But it's that one where it's like when when Lisa was asking about the child relationship and the fact that they can't leave. Adults, I feel like, have a very similar, even more complicated version of that. Because can I leave? What would that mean? What's all the things I got to do over again? Do I want to go back in the dating world? Do I want to pay rent by myself? Do I want to go live back with my parent? You know, it's a lot more involved that keeps you from leaving to the point where you have to consider all those things rather than do I want to be with you? 
and it's no longer that simple. So I I see what you're going with that. Are if that's are we on the same page? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely see that point. Yeah. Woo. Mm-hmm. I almost turned into a relationship Good. Really Keep on the therapy, Esther, and bringing it back, you know. Okay. All right. <laughs> Save Hopefully us a I couple dollars. Okay. Save us a couple dollars. <laughs> I'm waiting for that insurance thing to go through. I'll be with you too, y'all. I'll be with you too. <laughs> uh, the yeah. next person, let's talk about Maya. Wow. So Maya is in her bag now, I feel like. She is in her full um free sexually free self at this point she sees what she wants she's no longer held back by her previous um thoughts based off her religion or her previous relationship where she was only with one man um she's past all that and now if she sees it she's going for it and that going for it ends up being tony's brother um goodness gracious i (laughs) i was very i have i realized i have a part of myself that's always like and excuse me um feminist community because i do find myself to be a, a feminist but there is a deep part of myself that sometimes i have to quiet down that wants to scream out like ruby was that her name in this one like tony mama i'm thinking blackish like <laughs> you hussy hussy get away from that man you hussy and i think that's a bit inside of me that old school <laughs> like and then it's the progressive side of me of like be free let it out. If he wants you, you want him. Consent is all that's necessary. Kobe, enjoy your life. <laughs> so I was having two sides of me. On one side, I was with Tony's mom, like, let that boy study and become a good searcher. He don't need to be with no woman. And then I had the side of me of like, oh, hey, Maya, get it? So it was fascinating to me. Did you guys have any thoughts in terms of Maya's um, forwardness of going after what you want? I mean, compared to who we used to see and who we ha- who we have now as as this character, catch you off guard, fall right into place where you're proud. Talk to me, somebody, something. I mean, I like her and all, but I just want, I just, I mean, if it was my brother, I would just want to know her intentions since you know her history of cheating and all. Oh, She said, no. give me the carpet. Give me the carpet. If there was a general, a man in general, I'd be like, yeah, girl, get it. But I'm like, my brother, I'm like, hold up, Shade. <laughs> well, being that I've never, or haven't, I haven't been in this situation yet. Did you say situation? No. <laughs> no, I mean, it worked. It worked. Like, okay. yeah. I was like, it worked I if you was going to say it. That's kind of dope. And that I just thought as soon as you said it, Kima, I thought about my brother. I'm like, no, I would be like that too. Like, Heffa, you know you got it. Did you yep. tell him you got a kid yet? Did you yep. tell him all the things? That I really would. I'd probably shake up my friend yep. first. I'm trifling. <laughs> Carry I mean, on. I, I mean, I, right, like, I, mean no. I, I know I, I'll be that um, protective or at least, you know, kind of making sure things are okay with my brother and sister or whoever they decide to be with long term or at least whatever um at the same time I might be like for me it'll be more of a have fun but you know if you're thinking about something more like really think about it but like have fun because have sex have fun with it Mm. kind of deal like I wouldn't because I think if my brother wants to have fun then you can have fun well, well, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, I, the things like I would not go, 
I will not do anything to the woman or man because you know <laughs> that's their prerogative I can only sort of talk to my brother yeah but if you know your brother's the type that'd be like oh if she does something to him he's gonna fall head over heels I'll be like nope nope no, <laughs> you can't do nothing. You can't do that. Think, Leave my I friend think alone. I'm on a, I think I'm on the same page. Like, if it's my brother, like something like that. Like, yeah, have fun. You know, do what you're gonna do. Like, it's not like the same. Like, if it was like my ex boyfriend or something like that. Like, then I'm immediately suspicious. Like, where you already like plotting? <laughs> were you trying to get with my man before? Like. What's yeah, that's going on like, in that situation. Well, it's like it's a wedding. People get horny. That's not you know. Mm. That's you know. It's, it's a human nature. Like people get horny and they, and they do things to satisfy that horniness. And yeah, like my brother. Like I don't. I don't care who you fucking. Yeah, like, exactly. Whatever. And, and even <laughs> like, like if it was like a friend of mine and my brother, right? I would be more of hey, like, you know, age gap. <laughs> but that is the one thing for me it's like there's a huge age gap between my friends and my <laughs> brother and so I would be more Damn. you know are we there yet <laughs> yes friend we are there yeah. we are there I had like 14 15 years difference between me and my brother, my brother mine, mine is 18 uh, older, so older. whatever it is it's sus you know yeah. <laughs> my friends and my brother it's gonna be sus oh shit <laughs> So that's where well, that's where I'm coming from. But you know, things being equal, like age wise, have fun, protect yourself, protect yourself, protect yourself. You know, both like physically and emotionally, and yeah. I love this because it's actually I hate to keep bringing it back to the women and men thing. But I, as we were talking, I was thinking about because you know, typically in all the shows or situations where the the it's the roles are reversed. The man is always uber protective over his sister if he can be, um, especially when his friend is like a dog or whatever the case may be. <laughs> um, but it was quite refreshing seeing how protective we are as well. <laughs> <laughs> Our brothers. So very, very awesome. We're going to move on. Should we talk about, let's talk about, ooh, should, which one y'all, Joan or Tony? Because Oh my gosh, I've been waiting. Joan, please. <laughs> You've been waiting for this. Been yeah. waiting. Joan is still not over it. Joan is mourning the the fact that Tony is getting married. Like it is literally just it. She is still not over through the woods about this this um this situation happening. She's even called it a nightmare that she is waiting to end. Um, and it really frustrates me because I'm like, if the roles were reversed, you would not want your best friend mm -hmm. treating or acting anywhere near this way mm -hmm. for your nuptials. It is so unfair. And so disheartening and disappointing. Um, it's just really, really bad. And so she, as uh, Lisa explained, has literally ruined her own relationship back and forth. One time was the only time that was actually legit. But anyway, we'll get to it. Um, both with her romantic relationship and her best friend relationship. Just mm -hmm. back and forth. It was horrible. Lisa, what you got to say? This yes. episode made my ass itch. I was so upset. <laughs> I've been so upset. I just, I, I don't understand. Wait a minute. <laughs> how long Wait. these people been actual friends? I don't, I don't get it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. To be so Yesterday, comfortable, the audience to 
mm-hmm. yesterday to not be happy <laughs> for your and be jealous as if there's a little Todd on the other side waiting for you. That's her Todd. Not a little Todd on the other side. You don't got a Todd and you don't like the Alice you got. So what, what do you, I don't understand. She made me so mad. I don't understand the back and forth. Which way do you want it? The, the prophetess, the prophet, DMX said. You know what? What these bitches want from a nigga. You okay. know. And, and I would just like to echo that sentiment because what does she want this man to do? She, I, I don't now. Okay. And it's like for her to be a lawyer and to be, to be able to see like, okay, to be a lawyer, let me break your, break it down. To be a lawyer, you're going to have to see what the defense is going to come with what what whoever you against they going to come with something you need to see before you you draw up what you got to do and how you going to fight the case whatever you need to know what they're going to do so that you can see it from all angles and therefore mm-hmm. you can be ready right mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. lacks to that point i will say right as we've as i personally have experienced book smart does hey, not equal common sense. Touche. Touche. Oh, that's one thing. She mm-hmm. would see it from anything else other than what she's blinded by. It's like, okay, like the first fight, I could, that was that was understandable. You didn't tell me something. You thought I was going through something. I understand where he was coming from. Yes, you're going through something. This will just piss you the hell off. But also, he came back and made it right in the right way. Now the timing that was left up to her. Once he said, "Hey, I want. I'm sorry for doing this. I'm sorry for not telling you this bit of information. It's pretty big. I want you to come to set to see that th- this is not a threat." That made sense. That was legit. That was sincere. That was a good resolution to the issue. Where she messed up. What's going? You have to keep in mind, like, okay, this is going on here, but I promised my friend that I would be there. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for this. This is a move in the right direction, but I'm going to have to put you on pause until, you know, I, I'm there for my friends. She could not even see that at that moment. And I just, I, I don't understand that you be blinded by what you want so badly trying to make something so perfectly that you don't see the the trail of turmoil and just trauma that you're leaving behind. Which is crazy because we have gone through this entire three seasons being completely shown that the enemy or the, not the enemy, but the one, the selfish one, the one who will not think beyond her own wants and desires, the one that we must expect the worst from is Tony. And mm. the crazy thing is, it all turns on our head, on its head, and that is Joan is literally showing us on multiple fronts mm. all those well, things I, that we would expect typically from the other. It was fascinating well, to me. But I feel like it's all, I, it's not to me. It wasn't surprising because no, it's not surprising, I, but it's disappointing as hell. Yeah, because the thing is, we've seen time and time again that Joan. When it comes to everything but um, rom- romance, like relationship, she's a decent friend. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to 
supporting and being there for her friends for their relationship, like celebrating them, she has this big ship on her shoulder because she thinks that she's better than them mm. in that you know particular aspect. And as we know, like she has this very narrow tunnel vision. Um, what's that word? Vision for her for her life, right? Mm. She wants to be partner by X years. She wants to be a wife by X, you know, years. She wants to have a child by X years. That doesn't allow you for actually growing and 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 learning mm-hmm. if you are that just you know uh rigid mm-hmm. and to her right she definitely saw herself as being the first achieving all these quote-unquote milestones and when you know it's surpassed by tony she has this big ship on her shoulder so she's gonna then do that very childish, immature, temper tantrumy thing that she always does, and you know, put Im- immense pressure on her relationship to quote unquote match mm-hmm. what she again envisions, and at the same time, turn on her friends and their and their relationship. I see cute true colors. These are weekend friends, okay? These are for weekend friends. Anything over 48 hours, they got a problem. (laughs) What's that that dang song that man made? That still is, it tickles me every time. Your work friends? Work friends. (laughs) (laughs) No, but even work friends are better than they are. Work friends are better than they are, okay? Work friends, you with these people five days a week. They really mm-hmm. are. They are under. They each act other. like strangers. Joan and Tony, they are strangers. <laughs> okay. Stranger danger. Okay. Stranger okay. danger. Like there is right. no I feel like her camaraderie own... there. There is it... no true friendship there. There is no like 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 vulnerability, you, oh, understanding like, each other. It's just nothing. Nothing. It makes like, me I feel like at this point you owe joan like you owe tony like you owe like her the the your kindness Mm -hmm. you you know what i mean like if nothing else just being kind in this situation and that did not happen right and i hate the face that she makes when she comes across this like epiphany i have to go to ellis and then tony grabs her arm she's like what like you really don't see what you're Oblivious. doing. Oblivious. You are so like, and then, and here's my thing: to fight for something that ain't even all of that. It's not even all of that. It ain't. It is. It is not. It is a problems. struggle fest. They it is tink, a struggle tink, fest. They way across. So hard. It's a tink tink relationship. Oh my gosh, <laughs> poor little tink tink. I'm telling you, forty eight hours. Okay. Earth. And the only one that was legit is when baby mama straight kissed him and then acted like she ain't do nothing wrong. She Touché. needs to be slapped at that point. But, but that she was the didn't only even time. say nothing about that. She literally... Yeah, she was just like, off. you tell me why. Yes. Can we just say out loud that you just kissed him? Stop acting stupid. And homegirl Ooh, really did lie. She, she really like, did lie. She was like, nothing I wrong. didn't do nothing to disrespect you. Girl, you just kissed Mail. him in his face. <laughs> it was so obvious. Oh, it was so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Good God. And just like, I will turn the tables, just like when when Tony was so wrong and Joan straight, you know, 
cussed her all out to heaven and told her no boundaries and we all applauded that action i so applauded tony then fussing joan out cutting up her dress and being like get out that i applauded as well because she needed that unfortunately both tony and joan their relationship is to a toxic extent where they need some really drastic fuss outs Mm-hmm. And drastic boundaries set before they realize what they can be doing better as a friend. Mm-hmm. Both of them do. That's the only thing that snaps them out of it, unfortunately. So yeah, it's 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 toxic. I'm I'm sorry, it's a little toxic there. Um, mm-hmm. so is Ellis and her relationship, just like he said. We started off fighting, and it's all we do. Guys, you are at the beginning of the freaking long road that is a, a long-term relationship. If this is how far y'all getting. When y'all only this far, let it go. This is exhausting. And I'm sorry, I don't get how that's care. At the very least, I'm not even going to say love. And he keeps showing that, that I get mad every time they or get like... back together. Is <laughs> anyone else here? I'm mad every time yeah, they get yeah. back together. Like, if we just don't like this already... each other? Do they even like each other? Do they even care for each other? Because right. I don't see it. I don't see it. Because nope. you would act differently. You would move differently. But I feel like Joan just want to have somebody on her arm. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know what like, Ellis. Oh, I, do- I don't know what you Ellis know what keeps um going for it for, but absolutely mm-hmm. with Joan, I-, I just don't know Ellis's um part to it. I'm like, yeah, because baby no. mom is easy. Baby mom uh, apparently she wants him too. <laughs> it's just like so I'm much. all for like picking and choosing your battles, but at the same time, like don't stay stuck in a situation where you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You don't agree. You're constantly frustrated. You're constantly arguing. Like that stress is not good on the person. No, like, and I and now, I like... even would get it if you're already past the honeymoon phase, deep into the relationship, because then everybody's changing, everyone's evolving, things happen. That's a lot of people's relationships once it's way down the road. But that beginning stage, this is not supposed to be this, not this much. Mm-mm. So get out while you can. I'm with William. Run. Anyway, last <laughs> but not least, Tony. Tony ends up having this, um, ends up kind of going all overboard with the putting, she seems to be replacing um, or or like doing a placeholder for her fear of getting married with all of this monetary um, and um, what, I forgot the word, but basically all of these things in front of the actual Material. fear. Mm-hmm. Material, thank you. That's what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. All these material things she's kind of using as a placeholder to kind of front for her fear of really finally doing this thing, which is marrying someone she loves for love, mm-hmm. um, which is absolutely, um, it was interesting. Because at first I was mad at her too, like Todd was, mm-hmm. when she was talking about some helicopter. But then when da- good old daddy came in the shower and straight mm-hmm. talked some sense to her. That was the so sweet. I yeah. ended up, I was shaking like a little, little, I was, I don't know what came over me. I was shaking up. I was a little like, this, that's beautiful. <laughs> like it was good stuff. What do you guys mm-hmm. think about um her finally kind of confronting that fear and making it down the aisle? Anybody have any thoughts as we close this out? I didn't. I think it was a fear at first because I always thought that that was just Tony. She was mm. all and bougie. So I would <laughs> think less. Yeah, I feel like she was acting acting the way she would act. She's acting within her her, her margins. That that's that's Tony. 
Agreed. Uh, but I mean, the vulnerable part is her, you know, saying out loud, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Because I, I don't think she, I, other than her realizing it with the girls, I don't know how many times she actually said it to the, to the man. Agreed. Agreed. And again, I actually agree with you. I I didn't. I was just mad at her because I'm like, girl, will you just shut this dog on materialistic thing down for a little bit? But mm -hmm. it's so, it's because it's so her. That yeah. That's what you expect. And you're just annoyed by it. But mm -hmm. when her father came in and kind of it felt like he cracked something in there. It's never what you put up front. It's that's never the whole story. Mm -hmm. But if you're so good at it and you're so well putting it up front so much of the time. That's what the world and us as viewers are only going to see. We're not going to mm -hmm. see that vulnerable underbelly at that point. So it felt like, I guess, when dad came in there and, and like broke her open like that and humbled her to the point where she actually went and chased after Todd, it was like, mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. there is this, that, it does exist. Like, there's that <laughs> part of you. So but I that's thought it was another really thing, sweet too. To like, see. why does everyone have to convince you of him? Like, mm. why did mm. everyone have to convince her of Todd? Like, I get, like, being unsure or uncertain or because of your past relationships or whatever the case may be. But for so many people to, after so many episodes or months or whatever the case may be, like, everyone's trying to convince her, like, of Todd. Like, and that was I just a lot like that me. is the bar right and the bar i feel like personally is so low especially for like black women dark-skinned black women because it's oh does does he treat you okay and by okay is he doesn't cheat and he doesn't hit you that <laughs> <laughs> does he have a job that like you know sort of you know contributes to like household bills okay <laughs> like those those are it <laughs> And with that, it's, you know, you know, yes, marry him or stay with him or whatever. And it, we rarely really ask, like, are you, does this person bring you happiness? Does this person bring you joy? You know, because um, like they haven't dated long enough personally for me, for them to be married because they haven't discussed finances. They haven't discussed anything as we will, you know, learn in later episodes and seasons, right? And it's and it's like, we have to ask these things. Like, it's not because, oh, he missed this like very low bar criteria and he gave me a beautiful ring. Mm -hmm. Like that should not be where we're at. I like Todd. <laughs> but here's the thing like just because and and, and i think we contemplate these things just because somebody is a good person and also that's a good nice person does not mean that they're good and nice for you mm -hmm. first we're only coming to this point don't be skipping second i'm not skipping but all right really, that, that, that is like what i'm truly saying it's like no i agree with that but for what i saw <laughs> even though yes they have gotten mad pretty quick <laughs> But the whole way they're able to banter with each other, the way they're able to, like, that kind of thing that you haven't been able to see her do with anyone else or the fact that he was able to, like, withstand the rough that is Tony in that regard. And the fact that I feel like Tony is a dark-skinned woman on this show. She's always been the type who's wanted much more than the lowest standard. So I don't know if she necessarily fits in that bubble. 
because she's always the type of, she's always been the one who wants all the things in order to even cross the threshold of being with said Tony Childs. So it's not necessarily that low bar. I like, I get what you're saying so in the general, I will, but I didn't I necessarily will apply to her. Something you're, because you're right. My point still stands overall to people. Oh, mm-hmm. most definitely. But when mm-hmm. it comes to Tony Childs, my other point stand where it's like, please have the those hard conversation when you're thinking of like marrying, you know, because yeah. yes, you found somebody, they're great, they, they they match your vibe and energy. That is just the first step. That Tip is of the iceberg. The <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer that the term marriage was not built on the foundation of love. It was not built on the foundation of love. You can love someone, you can grow to love someone. But at the same time, if you have to literally convince yourself or have other people convince you mm. of why you should be with someone, that is like a hard like maybe I shouldn't be with this person. Like think about that like i i don't know that's just me no, that's, that's just me I, I don't think marriage is, it should be based on love like this is literally someone you're spending the rest of your life with yes mm-hmm. you should probably love them unconditionally in the extent that like you're gonna have to make decisions with this person and live with them like love them unconditionally but like to just not even fully know what you're getting yourself into and to have people convince you of it like it, it drives me crazy <laughs> that's fair enough i will say that the only relationship that i found was true love in in that point was maya and darnell um they had already cro- uh, jumped the broom as we all know but that was the only one i saw a good long-term situation everyone else it's like they don't even allow themselves to get to that point where they can just be blissfully enjoying each other before they decide to either jump the broom or cut cut it loose so mm-hmm. girlfriends has been quite a journey but we have made it to the end of season three we have a um surprise series that's actually coming up i will tell you that it is a series um i think you're gonna like it because i know we're gonna love it we're excited to change things up freshen things up a bit does that mean we're done with girlfriends absolutely not but that does mean we're gonna start on something else so that we can come back and miss it it's always good to miss something um for a little while but ladies and gentlemen and audiences all across we have done it thank you for listening to the girlfriend series so far up until season three we are the we need to talk club channel you can find all the podcasts that we record under one channel banner on spotify and the like um, we have a website, we need to talk.club, where you can also see all the different podcasts we do and the descriptions, as well as see our lovely faces. Remember to follow us, review us, support us on all your podcast listening platforms. And we will see you later. Bye and happy 2023. Peace out. Peace out. Bye.